Hi, Ian. How are you doing? I am fine, thank you, Martin. It's nice, as always, to be chatting to you. Uh, uh, you know, it gives me inspiration. You're a very, very knowledgeable person. So um, I like having these chats and, uh, you know, it's it's helpful, you know, that we can, between us, whether we agree or not, we can help people. Well, thank you, Ian, and, and vice versa. It's a joy talking to you and, and tapping into your knowledge and experience uh, and talking about mediumship and, and, as you say, helping people as well. I'd just like to say one thing we always used to experience, this tag team of activity, since the last time I talked to you, yeah. I was working um, I was working in my son's room and I was sat there and I was looking out the window, the door behind me, the handle pulled down and opened wow. and uh, I just thought it was my wife. About five minutes later, Louise, my wife, comes in and says, well, have you opened your door? I've been recording in the other room. So, yes. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't I haven't moved. I've been, I've been on a telephone call. There is 100%. Nobody touched that door. I was looking outside while talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Louise was in the other room and uh, she was uh, doing some sound recordings and things. Coming back to the podcast. Thank you. I've uh, started having activity again. So, yeah. Um, I have. I mean, like I took the dogs out yesterday afternoon. Uh, I got outside the, outside the uh, door. I heard this woman's voice saying, wait. And I thought, I couldn't see anybody at all, but they said, clearly stay. They said, wait. And I sort of waited and then went. I've been seeing, uh, it's weird. I've been seeing this old lady walking around the house. I think she's with one of my wife's friends. But at one time, I thought it was look like somebody was holding a leg out in front of me. And all I could see was this leg. And <laughs> so I thought, what? Yeah. And I've been thinking, oh, hello. And my uh, wife's not been there. And I thought, what's going on here? Uh, it, it is. It's, well, I think it's lovely to be honest. You know? it, it, it is, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not scared or, or anything. It's, it's one of those things where it's interesting, kind of. Why, why did they open the door? What, what was the symbology behind that? What's the yeah. reasoning? And yeah, we can all look for deeper meaning, but sometimes I think it's kind of it's good to just kind of look at the the simple opening the door. You know, kind yeah. of. Yeah. It, it, maybe that's just some sort of symbol of. What's happening yeah. over the over this year? Do you know? So exactly. Yeah. I mean, sorry, Martin. Maybe uh, our listeners could offer something, offer some insight. What would it mean? What did it mean to you, ladies and gentlemen, about the door opening? And and also the legs sticking out. What, yeah. What's what's the phantom leg, ladies and gentlemen? What, what? It, it, had, it had black leggings on. You know, the old, very tight, like a like a black tights more than leggings, and one of these old banded socks. You know, the woolly socks. And I thought, hey, uh, my uh, wife would, wouldn't be seen dead, pardon the pun, in, in that sort of thing. <laughs> seen dead in them. Um, right. <laughs> Grave sense of humour there, Ian. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you always have activity around you. And some, mine's kind of, it's, it's interesting how it's intermittently. And, uh, it, intermittently, And I, I think it's one of those things where people often say, the thing is with mediumship is, oh, yeah, I do some readings or I, I do my ghost hunting. And then I just turn it off. You know, I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's always good to kind of talk about what you think about that whole idea of turning off mediumship, that you can just turn it off like you can turn a TV. Do you agree with that, Ian? Uh, no, we can we can focus on something else. People always say, oh, you need to ground in that. And I just say, well, no, focus on something else. And the same as mediumship, you can't turn it off. You cannot turn the brain off unless you die, of course. But you're looking at the your sense of it as being you just focus on something 
other than what you want to uh, want to uh, do. But people are so yeah, turn it off. I have my I have my time, which good. But then again, if it's important enough, people will say, oh, by the way, have you seen this? Have you seen that? So you're automatically talking, even though you've closed down. It's the same as white light around yourself. It doesn't work, you know. Uh, you can't close your mind down. I think it's a bit like uh, listening or sensing. It, it's kind yeah. of. You, you kind of, I, I, I always remember uh, the florists, um, there's a florist near, uh, near me and every time I used to go in, I, I used to be hit by this massive smell of, of flowers and, and oh, obviously, and, I, and I'd, say, how, I'd say to the two florists, how do you cope with that smell day in, day out? And they said, we can't smell it. We, we, we literally can't. And uh, I think there's an area within the brain, isn't there, that kind of... Yeah. Once it gets used to a particular sense, like if you live near the sea, you suddenly forget that the sea is actually there or yeah. the smell. And and I think it's one of those things is having that relationship where you can you don't switch off, but you know it's there, but you just carry on doing what you're doing. And and yeah. after a period of time, you can. You, I'm sure people who live near the sea, they if they can hear the sea again if they if they look for the sea or if they if they yeah. decide to connect with the sea. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, sorry, Martin. You have um, uh, signals uh, in changed into an, an electrical signal that goes to the brain, tells you what it is. The brain says, oh, I know this. Oh, OK, I don't need to know it any anymore. The signals are coming through still, but it's choosing not to prioritise them. So it's a case of, so what? I want to look for something else. But I can guarantee you, if that florist walked out of their shop for, for 10 minutes and came back in, they'd smell flowers well, they wouldn't now because they've sold it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, you know, lovely florists as well. But um, yeah, it's. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's that kind of thing where you get used to something. It's, it's like people who go away. I, I should imagine again. You know, people who live near sea or live near an airport. They go away and then they come back. You know, a week or two weeks later, suddenly they're sensing and feeling the sea or the or the airplanes landing or things like that uh, again. How how can you? Well, what's your kind of tips in how to reconnect with spirit? And obviously, we're constantly connected with spirit. Yeah. But how can we start engaging spirit again? The first thing to, you know, and this, I've, I've had this conversation with with a lot of people, you know, you have not lost the ability. If you don't talk to spirit for two months, three months, a year, you've not lost that ability, partly in a scientific way, how the brain lays down memories in the uh, in the uh, neurons, in the, in the cortical areas of the cerebral cortex, they're always there, you know, so you can just pick them up. I mean, when I say just pick them up, you can pick them up uh, and it's like muscle memory. It's there. So you never, ever lose them. My first protocol, however, would be talk to your guide. Rekindle that rapport with your with your guide or guides, whether it's a him or her. Just start talking, saying hello, calm the mind down, sit in in the calm, the peace, as you would know uh, more in the in the meditation, how to do it, what works best. And it is, it's it is calming the calming the mind and not having a loss of confidence. You know, that's a big issue. People think, oh, I haven't got the confidence to do it again because I don't think I can. And we get into that trap where the ego uh, 
tells us we're not good enough, we're rubbish, we're no good, we're not going to succeed. And it's it's like trying to cut all the noise out and just listen to the one. We do it quite naturally when we're in a we we can we can be in a, a pub, uh, a bar, whatever, and there be it might be eighty people in there, and there's seventy six different conversations. You want to listen to one, you naturally blank the rest of them out. You just listen to that listen to that one. So the thing is, it's listening to the thoughts from spirit. Now, my guides always say mediumship is the art of hearing without listening, you know. So it's coming through the subconscious way. There's many times I'll start going, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I say to my guide, OK, you made me laugh. What was the bloody joke? Because I've not consciously, that's the key, I've not consciously recognised that neural input. You know, so it's a sub it's a subconscious sense. So stop stop trying to keep your mind in a cognitive wave, uh, the beta wave, when you're trying to hear spirit. Relax the brain. That is that is the first port of call. Looking and talking to your guides. That has to be your first call. Your first port of call. And and I totally agree with you with what you were saying there. And I, I think a good. I think a good way is is not necessarily meditation, but I, I think a good way to say, right, OK, I, I want to, shall I say, harness the connection. I don't like saying reconnection, but, you know, kind of ju- just kind of uh, start feeling more connected and feeling more closer to spirit. I think I think meditation is, is a very good way. If uh, you can't do meditation, if if you struggle with that, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, but I think certainly quiet time um, yeah. and whether that is is just, you know, put your mobile in a different room altogether, your mobile phone, your cell phone. It's been proven that while ever you are in view of your cell phone or even if it, even if it's out of view, but you know it's in the room, your brain still has those little insights to keep pinging and thinking, oh, have a look on your mobile, have a look on your mobile. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. So definitely remove that out of the way. Turn off the TV. Might be a little bit controversial here, not not with yourself, Ian, but with with people listening. But I wouldn't have a uh, a guided meditation at all, um, and definitely not music with uh, with uh, voice uh, or or words in in there. Maybe a little quiet music might help you. But just sit quiet. Get used to sitting quiet. And as Ian said, ask your guide to, you know, come closer, you know, kind of start building up that relationship again. You used to do a really good exercise and and it was it was kind of come close and then back away. Make make a note, come close and back away. Is this a good thing to do at this stage? Um, yes, because it helped us connect more fully with our with our guides and spirit, and it's it's our guides working with our kids. They're very strong and they're very fluent in this process. You know, they would make it look very easy. They could tell you the details how it works if you're that way minded. One of the things when working mediumship and why the exercise works very very well is that if you're stood up in front of a group of people or you're doing a reading on a one to one basis. You're given evidence from the media, from the spirit side of life via mediumship, and then suddenly somebody asks you a question. You've got to be cognitive enough to say, oh, yes, OK, or no, or whatever, you know, uh, give a, uh, an answer reply while still hearing and communicating spirit-wise. So the exercise asks your guide to step forward. You get as much information as you can. You write it down. You speak into a dictaphone or just make mental notes 
ask them to step back to come and it gives you that flavor then of what we call in mediumistic terms holding on to the energy so you can still communicate with spirit in that alpha wave uh, at a degree that allows you to interact with the waking world and still perceive in a non-agitated way i.e you're not saying what's your name what's your name where are you what's your name you just let them speak then it works ever ever so well so the exercise that spirit gave me is called meeting your guide and it talks about the energy coming over just your head at first then your head shoulders down to your middle of your torso and then all the way encompassing all of your energy and then you write it all down and i would i would recommend you do it say two three three times a week if if you wish it's not twice is is plenty to be honest but make notes and don't look at those notes for maybe three to four months afterwards and then go back and check them and you'll see just how far that uh, how much information you're getting compared to when you when you first started again and that will glean that will glean confidence that's uh, really good advice it's really good advice and i i think um whether whether you do dream work or whether you're working with with spirit a, a a notepad or a diary or something like that is is absolutely amazing to it's, it's an amazing thing because the m- amount of times where i i, I went I, I found an old notepad from 20 years ago when i went to scotland and and it was about what i was sensing and feeling at that time completely forgot about it went back recently last year and went to the same places completely forgot that i'd actually been and I said, Do you know, I'm sure we've been here. And, and Louise was saying, yes, yeah. so yeah, 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 we have been here. And, and, I, and I described seeing this particular person. Lo and behold, as we were having a bit of a spring clean the other week, um, found my notepad and, and there it was exactly what I kind of really relayed wow. again 20 years later. So it was. Wow. So for me, that, that was kind of evidence, really, that that something yeah. is definitely there. You know, it was, it was kind of, um, yeah, I mean, definitely keep records and and obviously the same with you is, is kind of you know what you did when you started ghost hunting is started making records of every ghost or spirit that you was in communication yeah. with and over a period of time you noticed the correlation with that there was somebody called William coming through wasn't there yes yeah and he had a, he, he had a laugh at me that he he actually appeared at seven different locations before I realized who he was you know, you can kind of imagine William going kind of go, woo, yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, I'm, getting, I'm getting this man called William. Top yeah. <laughs> you know, he reminded me of his actions of uh, Spike Milliken. He just walked through the scene and went. I got always walking past here, it looks like, and then he just walked in and say hi, and then walked past. I have two guides, and one of them, M- Millicent, I thought she was attached to was it St Catherine's Hospital that we used to do at Doncaster? Oh yes, of course, yeah. Because that I saw her three times, and it was every time I was giving a reading to somebody, and it was always on that top floor, and it, and it was, and I was adamant that she was something to do with that place, and it was really weird. And then I realised I was in communication with her at home as well, mm-hmm. and you was picking it up, you picked up the name as well. So to me, again, it was it was again that the, the evidence is just kind of. Again, it's mind blowing. I, I missed that St. Catherine's. I, I thought that was a really strange yeah. place, that place. It was. I mean, we used to have several people used to go home early, not because there was nothing happening, but because for them, there was too much happening and it was sensory overload for them. 
And you're looking at, uh, you know, it was nice to give that message and, you know, for people to let them know that things are fine and just seeing the interaction because um, a lot of the, you know, the our physical life is seeing is believing and a lot of people experience this. So I do feel it's, it's had a positive impact, you know, that they go searching for more, they have a different outlook on life, you know, and I think it's brilliant. That's one thing I take away is, is the amount of people who who came on the events, who had experiences and or, or maybe didn't have any experiences, but it gave them an, an insight and then they continued to explore more. And I, I, that's one of the most amazing things that that comes out of the paranormal is is people go on on journeys and it's a very personal journey and yeah. and they go off and research. And, and, it, and it's great that, um, you know, we've got a lot of people on uh, on our course or listen to our podcast who have come you know, from 20 odd years ago uh, when we were ghost hunting. And then we have some amazing people as well from all around the world who also listen. They've never met us in person, um, but they listen to our voices on our podcast, which I, I again, I find incredibly amazing as well. I uh, met my life, my wife via this podcast. Um, yeah, because she got in touch with our webpage, asked for a reading and it went from there. So I'm thankful for that. So I, I think I think for everybody at home, just to kind of sum up. So if if you are trying to re reconnect with spirit, you're struggling to kind of reconnect, and or you, it's been a long period of time, and you want to get back on track, and you want to try and start your spiritual path again. One of the best ways of doing that is finding quiet time, uh, sitting quiet, or um, would you even suggest going for a walk in? Anything that takes your mind off things, an onerous task uh, actually works because. The subconscious mind tends to think, oh, I've done this before. I'll, and it shifts over the uh, the process to the autom- to the automatic system. You know, the the not the subconscious, because we would be flat out, but the more of a becomes an automated process. Like most of us have been driving home from work, we're thinking, yeah, I can't I, I can remember part of that journey. What the hell? Because the subconscious mind's been doing it. So if you're doing ironing, say let's say you've got, you know, um you've got six kids, you've got tons of ironing. If you do the ironing, your sub your your conscious mind gives it a oh, boring and your and your subconscious cell comes through and that is the way that's that spirit work. You will find doing an onus task or one where you're not being asked to contribute consciously other than one foot in front of the other foot or which direction to go, then spirit can speak to you then. Yes, definitely. I think you mentioned that quite a few years ago about you know, kind of doing a task that doesn't need brain power, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And I kind of thought, from a theory perspective, that's probably why so many people have experiences when they're washing the pots in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> oh, it is, though, because mm. um, the key here is cognitive. The more conscious we are, the busier the brain is. Yeah. And we are likely to be focused on a task. If we're focused on the task that we enjoy doing, you know, we're playing tennis, we're in a tennis match or something, then we're in what you call the gamma wave, which is a heightened sense of euphoria, but in a task that I've got to do it, I've got to do it, I enjoy doing it, I love doing it. It doesn't matter to be the Ronaldo's or anything, just that you put everything into it. And then you have your beta wave, which is the one that we try not to be in when we're working mediumistically, because 
it just blots everything out. It's, you know, it's like going through a tunnel when you're trying to watch your sat-nav and suddenly the sat-nav goes out because it's getting nothing coming nothing coming in. And then you want to be in that alpha wave, which is when the mind's not having to, oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You read in it, you, you know, often when you're when you're reading a book, it sparks uh, imagery, which again brings memories, which brings feelings, emotions, tastes, all that into it. And suddenly imagination's there and spirit talk on the talk off the your back of that as well. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, have some quiet time, get that reconnection, try to, you know, encourage spirit. I think I'd also say that. It's also good to, even if you don't believe that they're there, which they they are there, but do talk, do do talk out aloud. Uh, try not doing it in front of family members or <laughs> or partners, but I I would definitely suggest that you do start talking, get into that communication, and and sometimes well, I, it's good to talk out aloud as well, and you know, kind of say I I know you're there, I appreciate that you're there, and and please you know step forward. And just be very relaxed. You, you'll soon realise that you're back. You are. You do have that connection. It is strong, and that you can continue your spiritual journey. Just as you put it down, you can reconnect and you can start again. So, don't don't have any fears about that. Yeah. And he, as Ian, just to kind of reiterate what Ian said as well, he also mentioned about confidence. Whatever you do, don't let your lack of confidence um, within uh, your skills as well. Uh, pull you down so don't say oh i'm no good at mediumship oh no i'm not i can't do this everybody can do this can't they Ian? yes um it is largely within the uh, gene pool i'm saying i'm saying that because if you have mediumship then there'll be other people in the family that do you know whether they're grandparents gra- uh, whether they're great grandparents grandparents cousins siblings uh somebody else will have it i just want to say something that is being sort of urged to me here you know Memory is impressed upon the neurons within the your brain. You know, there's about 80 billion of them. So you're, so you're looking at how when we learn new stuff, it forms new pathways and all the information memory wise is stored on different pathways in different areas of the your brain. Please do yourself a favour. Read about mediumship. Read about science, because the more information you have, the more information spirit have to use when they're talking to you, particularly within trance, and they'll be able to impart more information and of a higher calibre because you yourself will understand the damn thing. Makes good sense. Makes good sense to me. So if you've got any questions, please let us know, everybody. And if you have any experiences, got any questions, uh, if you still struggle, please let us know. We're very happy to record again and to kind of uh, go through a number of uh, exercises that will help you reconnect and let's continue the spiritual journey uh, together and see how we can help you go forward and build your relationship with spirit. And Ian, uh, thank you very much again for recording. It's been uh, lovely to uh, talk to you again. And it's lovely also as well is I think myself and Ian have both been utterly shocked that um, the last podcast from two weeks ago has just absolutely flown. We, we've had uh, well over, well, it must be nearing near 2,000 downloads, uh, which is great because there's been a big stopgap between episodes. Uh, but thank you very much, everybody who downloaded the last episode, and thank you thank for supporting you. us. Yeah, indeed. I echo your sentiments, Martin. You know, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen.